Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel. Um, today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Yechetzkel ben David Yitzchak, Eliyahu Asher ben Yisrael Tzvi Halevi, and Mordechai ben Shalit. May the Neshomot have an idea, and may the memory be a blessing. Um, Mordechai ben Shalit is uh, who the Kolo is named after. The base Mordechai Kolo. That's his, um, yeah. his name. It slipped my name, but that's, that's Mordechai ben Shalit. And it's also for a full of Masha Bero Bas Yehudis and Peret Ben Pesa. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. And it's also for a full of Shaila Bas Okay, so yesterday we were we were answering, which we didn't actually come out of the answer, and we'll just finish off that piece. Um, but we asked the question: If you have, let's say, Bas or Shlomim. After the Zrika Saddam, so you have the meat of a Korban Shlomim after the bladder has been sprinkled. Now, what's interesting about that meat is obviously it's still a Korban, but it's permitted to eat. So, if someone says, I want this meat, regular meat, to be like that, pointing to the permitted Basa Shlomim, are they not taking an error because it's permitted? So, saying, like, I want this kosher meat to be like that kosher meat, it's all permitted. Or are they saying, I want it to be like the essence of that, like a um, like a korban, and it should be also. That was um, that was the question the Gemara was dealing with, and that was, um, and, and we were trying to prove one way or the other from various sources. When someone takes a netter, are they referring to as it is now, or are they referring to what it is at its essence or what it was in, uh, originally? Um, we haven't been able to prove either way. Then we mentioned that maybe it's machlokes tanaim by bechor. Uh, before we have, no, let's actually quickly go from the Mahlok Estanaim because that is an introduction to what we want to do um, today. So instead of just re-explaining uh, it, let's just go from the beginning. So it is the fifth last line of Yud Beis, Amud Beis, 12b. And please God, we'll finish the, per- the first parak today. Um, so he says, Lay let's say it's a machlok as tonight. So it's Hareolai, Kabachor, Rabbi Yaakov Oyser, Rabbi Yehuda Matir. If someone takes a nere that this meat or this bread, this, uh, this meat or this bread should be like a Bachor, Rabbi Yaakov Oyser, Rabbi Yaakov says the nere takes effect and it becomes also, and Rabbi Yehuda Matir, and Rabbi Yehuda says it's permitted. Now remember, Bechor is the firstborn animal that if, if it's unblemished is offered as a korban on the Mizbech. So, Rebbe, hey, now what's the case? If she says before Zerika's done, why would the one opinion say it's permitted? Why would the one opinion say the netter does not take effect? It's a regular korban, this Bechor. So if one says, I want this food to be like that Bechor, He's clearly saying, I want it to be also like a covenant. So why would the one person say the netter doesn't take effect? And And if you're going to tell me that we're discussing after the blood was sprinkled, well then what's the spora, what's the reasoning behind the one who says that the, the, the netter takes effect? Again, if, why should the netter take effect when the meat is permitted? So if you say this bread is like that meat, which is permitted, it should be permitted. So, there's, so when is this machloik? It doesn't seem to make sense. So the Gemara answers, this is, and this is why it's suggesting that uh, what we started off, the question of Rami Barham is actually a Makhlokes Ram, says, El Elav, the Mokhis Bata Bechor, or Mokho Basar, the highest Gabe. He has the meat of a Bechor and some other meat in front of him. Ba'amar Zekazer, and he says, this one should be like this one, but Nahi. And our whole question is, it's Makhlokes Ram. Do we say that the, the Bechor meat is permitted, therefore he's saying, oh, this regular steak should be like this Bechor, and it's permitted, so it's no nere, Bechori. Or is he saying, and the, the other opinion holds, no, what he's saying is, I want it at essence to be like a Korban. He's, for all intents and purposes, he's saying, I want this good steak, the steak, to be like a Korban, I forbidden. So that's the Machloikes tonight, that's what we're suggesting is the Machloikes. Now, just before we go further to understand the next piece, you have to remember, Bechor has an interesting dual aspect. And that is, the Bechor, the Bechor is automatically Kodosh. It's not something that's made Kodosh for a neder. It's through being born. By being the firstborn of its mother, this lamb is the firstborn of the lamb or the, 
calf is the firstborn of a cow, etc. And just by being born, it's the Bukhar. So it's automatically a Bukhar. There's no netter involved. And on the other hand, there is a mitzvah to sanctify it, to declare it Kodosh. So now what that creates is a little bit of a... Now it's sitting on the fence between two... Um, between two things that are either a netter or not a netter. And what is that? The concept of matpis bedovar hanoider or matpis bedovar osur. We discussed this uh, um, quite thoroughly in yesterday's year, but very simply, for a netter to take effect, and you want to, again, the, the types of the dorim we're discussing here is what's called matfis. You're grabbing hold of it through something else. Are you saying, this bread is like a korban? Oh, like a korban. You're matfis that you're taking hold of it through the, through the korban. For it to take effect, it has to, become, it has to be something that became osur through um, a neder. Not something that is. So that matfis bedover hanoider, then it's a valid neder. But if you matfis bedover osur, if you say it's osur through something that is a regular isur in the Torah, the neder does not take effect. So very simply, if someone would come along and I'd say, hey, oh, this bread is like pork to me, I his mat with the dollar also, the netter doesn't take effect. Because his mat with the dollar also. But if you would say, now how do you sanctify a korban? Through a netter, you say, I realize this animal is a korban, or this animal will be a korban. So it's through a netter. So if you say this bread is like a korban, this bread is, to me is like a korban, then the bread is also. So that's mat with the dollar and and matpis bedovar ha osur. Again, something that is automatically, let's call it intrinsically also from the Torah, or something that only becomes osur through a neder. If, again, and it's, in, it's a not a valid neder if it's matpis bedovar ha osur. So now a bechor, as we've just pointed out, sits on the fence between those two. On the one hand, it's born as a korban, by being the bechor. So it's a dovar ha osur. It's not something that's made osur. But on the other hand, there is a mitzvah to still declare it korosh. So there is an aspect of neder involved. So that's what we're going to say, the Machloikes. It says, second line of Yud Gimel Amaral of 13a, it says, We have to, we're speaking before Zrikas Damim. We've got a regular Bechor Korban in front of us. Also, why does the one say the neder does not take effect? Oh, my crawl, the Pasuk says, Ki dor neder. Until you vow with the neder, I achayidur bedovar hanoider, until you take a neder with something that became also through that became that was also vowed, to to exclude a bechor, which is something that is osur. Uman to osur, the opinion who says it's osur. Again, so bechor, it wouldn't be a valid neder comparing it to a bechor because bechor is dovra also. It's automatically also. It's not also through a neder. Says oh, says and this is lafuk. Yeah, the one who says it is still forbidden. Either neder takes effect. He says no because amakrola Hashem the rabbis dovra also. The pasuk adds la Hashem. It says ki sidor neder. Um, or etc. etc. Sorry, no, it says ki do neder la Hashem. Straightforward. If he takes a neder to Hashem, what's that to Hashem? The rabbis dover aser to include something that you would have thought is aser. I to include a bechor. So yes, yeah, so again, as we pointed out, the bechor sits on the fence between dover aser and dover anoider. So the one tana learns it's dover aser. It's automatically aser. So you can't take a neder being machbiset. It would be the same as trying to take a neder. This meat is like a camel to me, or whatever the scenario is. Saying this meat is like a bechor, and this bread is like a bechor, that would be invalid. The other opinion says no, it says la Hashem. Anything that is sanctified to Hashem, I including a bechor. So now the Gemara is just going to analyze this machloikes. Um, so then the Gemara also says, and this is really where we're up to, says, The one who says it's permitted, what does he do with the La Hashem? Again, according to the second opinion, he says, La Hashem tells us to treat the Bukhar like a Korban, that it is considered vowed. So what does the other opinion do with the extra word Hashem? So he says, He says it's necessary to take a vow with a Chattis and a Osham. 
What does that mean? You might have thought, actually, that let's say I, want, I say this bread should be like the chattas. Is that a valid letter or not? Okay, on the one hand, and well, yeah, and the says, a chattas and an asham are an obligation. They're not voluntary. They're only if someone does a certain type of avera, then they have to bring this korban. So it's an obligation. So it's not something that he's choosing. It's not voluntary. So therefore, you might have thought, says, you might have thought that the chattas and the asham should not be considered matbis bedom or ha noider, taking hold of something that is vowed. Because again, what you're doing, it's an obligation. It's not something that you choose to make a kolpa. So the Gemara asks, Oh, my lawyer, Ra is le rabos chattas vashem lahitzias abachar. Ah, so then why do you include and say that it is a valid neder regarding someone who compares it to a chattas and asham, but not if he compares it to a bachar? Ah, it's excluding a bachar. says, So the Gemara answers, Marbe ani chattas vashem shahu matis benadar, umoitzi anies abachar shahu kadosh minay imah. I would, I would rather include a chattas and asham, which the Kedusha is taken hold of it through a neder, and I exclude a Bukhar, which is automatically sanctified from its mother's womb. I want the answer. Very fascinating, but, but a key point. I'll, I'll do the Ran's answer, but we'll, and then at the end of the Sudan I'll mention another way of learning it. But the Ran says, because granted you have to bring the common Khatas, it's through a neder that you choose which animal. Uh, you can choose any lamb in the shop, any lamb in your flock of sheep. Obviously, it has to be the right type of animal, the female, etc. Um, the requirements for a chattis, but you can choose any animal that fits in that category, and through a neder, you're choosing which one you're going to use for your chattis. So, therefore, it is considered chosen, it is considered sanctified through a neder. Unlike the chor, there's no choice. It's the one that's born as the Bukhara, the one who's the firstborn of its mother. So therefore, he says it makes more sense if I'm going to include one type of questionable this it's going to be a Khatas and Asham. There's oh, Manda also. Oh, and according to the one who said that the netter takes effect, where someone says, this bread is like a Bukhara, he said the netter takes effect. As we pointed out, why should it take effect? It's something that is automatically also. For all intents and purposes, is the same as saying, this Bread is like a camel to me. That's something that he can't eat, something also. This is not Bukhar Nami Makris Benedir. There is an aspect of Bukhar that is taken hold of through it, that it's Kedushis, that it's Isur is taken hold of through a Neder. Why? The Tanya, Mishum Rebi Oimr, they taught in a price in the name of Rebi. Minai Lenoide Bukhar Batois Baiso. Sorry, Lenoilad Bukhar Batois Baiso Shemitzvah Lahaytisho. How do we know that if someone takes has a Bukhar born in his household, he should still sanctify it. says, You should sanctify it. Aye, so we see that there is a mitzvah to declare it Kodesh. He says that's enough to make it considered something that becomes, that is vowed. says, And according to the opinion, he says that, the, that it's permitted, either Neda does not take effect. Doesn't he also hold you should sanctify it? So here it says, Kiloi Lagdish, Milo Magdish. It's because at the end of the day, even if you don't sanctify it, it's already Kodosh. So it makes no difference whether you sanctify it or not. It makes no difference. It's automatically Kodosh. Yeah, we can then argue and analyze. Okay, so what difference does it make that the Ponsuk still wants you to declare it Kodosh? But either way, that's the, that's the two ways of looking at it. So just to bring out... Um, one of the main points of this, again, as we've explained, the difference between matbis hadobar oiser and matbis bedobar hanoider, something that becomes that's automatically also, because the Torah says so, basically, or something that becomes that is also through a neder, and it would be the same thing if you take a vow regarding a certain loaf of bread that it should become also. I can say, oh, I want this bread to be like that bread. What am I saying? I want this bread to become also the same way that you, and that would take effect because the bread is has became also through a netter. If it became also through a netter, as we pointed out, a bechor is a little bit, is on the fence because on the one hand, it's automatically kodosh, so it's something that is dover also. It's not also through a netter, but on the other hand, there is a mitzvah to sanctify it, to take a netter that it's kosher, that it's that it's a korban bechor. And therefore, from that aspect, you might be able to say it is, it is Dovor Hanoi, it becomes Osur through a Neder. Um, 
Then we pointed out, just one second, I pointed out that, uh, we, we pointed out that by Korban, Chattis, and Asham, you even, yeah, sorry, yeah, let's ask your question. No, because I'll lead that to bring into another point. So basically, we're saying here that uh, to make a nether, it has to be connected to something. Should be connected to something that also needs a nether to be asked. Well, that, no, one, well, of, the, one, of, the ways, yeah, one of the ways of taking a nether is to almost connect it to something that became ossered through a nether. So, so you can't walk out of shul and say, oh, after you've had a big chunk of cake and you've got heartburn, say, I'm never touching that cake again. That will, that, that will not be a nether. It says, oh, yeah, I'm never touching that cake again, like as if, as if it was a, um, an osher. No, 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 because that you can still use a yad right. or the other types of nether. So you could say that cake is like a nether to me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I take a nether against that cake. Yeah, but you wouldn't be to you'd have to say, oh, that cake is like an ashram to me or that cake. That would be that would be taking a nether through Hatvasa, yeah. It's, it does it does seem that might be at essence larger to do with what a nether is. But it doesn't have to be. Like I said, if someone takes a netter, if you just express it through the normal terms of a netter, I take a vow that bread is also to me, or that cake is also to me, those so chips are also to me, it's still a netter. But it's not strong. It's not strong, I don't know. So we pointed out, we said that, and you might have thought that it doesn't work, can't be matris by chattas ashram, because they're an obligation. So the run explained, he explained that. No, but why is it considered matris bedavra Because at the end of the day, which animal you choose is through a neder on rabba. You could choose any lamb. You you selecting which one? Through his neder, he selects this animal that he brings it. Um, the Rambam, very interestingly, he gives another reason. He says, that's not good enough. It's still coming through an obligation. It's still a chattis, because you have to bring a chattis, which means, which would make a dovra also. So how does the Rambam explain the Gemara? He says that it's because they, there's ways to bring a chattis and osham through an adobra, and that is by being a nozu. Since a person can become a nozu, he can choose to take the vow to be a Nazir, and then he has to bring Chattas and Osham as his sacrifices. That makes it um, Dovarha Noider. That's why. So interesting, according to the Rambam, the root has to be voluntarily, not even your selection of the animal. Um, which. Um, so yeah, which is which are which which I like the Rambam's way. Just I'm not saying the Rambam wouldn't have an answer to this, but the Rambam has a very easy question. We know that if someone's a matbis but truma, so he says I want this loaf of bread to be like truma. It's not a valid nether because truma is davar also. But how does truma become kodesh as truma, holy, separated as truma? He has to designate it. Or master. All of so no, Maser is permitted to everyone, so, or, yeah, Maser is not, Maser I don't think it would you think be anything. Is, since we said, yeah. yeah, but Maser is, I don't think anything, Maser is anything. So Maser Bahama is one thing, okay, we'll, let, we'll come to Maser Bahama. But in Gumar, Maser of grain, anyone can eat it. It's supposed to be given to the lady of the point, but anyone can eat it. So that's why I wouldn't talk about that, Maser. Yeah, so, so about Truma, it's still three or three, or Chala. It's through speech. So, 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 can, so why can't you, should that work for matfis? So we know that you can't be matfis with chal and truma, if I remember correctly. We said it a few days ago. Um, but according to the Rambam, that makes a lot of sense because the chala and the truma are an obligation. As soon as the root is an obligation, even if you sanctify through speech, that's not considered matris, but dover anoider. So according to the Rambam, we have a fairly good, ex- we have a relatively easy explanation of why you can't be matris, why, why truma is considered dover oiser and not something that's made of through speech. Chala today. Chala would be the same. You actually burn the chala. 
yeah, but again, still it's something so that it's is also, uh, but it's why challah become, but why you have to separate the challah is because it's a mitzvah, not because you donated challah. It wouldn't be considered a donation, it would be considered an obligation. That's 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 according to the Ram, <coughs> it's a little bit difficult because according to the Ram, as soon as you selecting which part, are you selecting which animal to use for your obligation, that makes it Dovaranoide. So you selecting which part of the dough you want as chala, that should make it, or shouldn't that be enough to make it Dovaranoide? Okay, something to think about. Um, that's just one way of looking at it. Um, regarding Master Bahama, you, you have an interesting question. Again, Master Bahama, you let each animal born that year run through the gate and you mark the tenth one. So the tenth one is automatically a sacrifice. Do you say that, that is that Dovaranoide? Is that also, on the one hand, there is the obligation to separate Maser. There are ways to get out of the obligation of separating Maser. Um, so maybe it's still considered voluntarily. But on the other hand, you do have a field to separate Maser. So again, it might, it might fall into this Machlokis as well. Um, okay, let's go on to the new point. The, the Mishnah then mentioned Ke'imra Ke'idirim. If you use these other languages, and then, well, let, yeah, let's see the prices. So Tana. If someone used the following language to say, like uh, Imra is a lamb, so Imra, a lamb, Le Imra, to a lamb, Ki Imra, or like a lamb. And we're going to say this term basically with everyone. Dirim, Le Dirim, Kidirim. The pen that the animals are kept in for those Dirim, or like those, or it should be like those. Eitzim, Le Eitzim, Ka Eitzim. The wood, to the wood, or like the wood. Ishim, Le Ishim, Ka Ishim. Mizbech, le Mizbech, ke Mizbech. Heichal, le Heichal, ke Heichal. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, ke Yerushalayim. If you use any of these terms, these are all terms that allude to sacrifices and things that are also. Just for example, the le Imra, a lamb. I refer to the lamb that would be used as a korban. Dirim, the pen, the animals that you get your korban from. Eitzim is the wood that's burnt on the Mizbech or a wood offering. So that's the that's the... That's what we're referring to in, in these cases. What's important to note for the Kamal Chlokas is we're, we're saying whether he says a lamb, whether he says to a lamb, or whether he says like a lamb, says kulam, with all of them, if he adds that which I add, eat of yours, asur, it's forbidden, the netter takes effect. So if he says a lamb, is that which I eat of yours, or to, uh, to a lamb, that which I eat of yours, or, or like a lamb, is that, is that which I eat of yours? All of those are valid terms for a netter. What's he saying? Like a korban is your food, or for a korban is your food. That's simply what he's saying. So if I would say that to you, it would be me taking a manner against eating your food, and so too with all the others. It says, however, if he says, this is all he said, again, one of these terms, and then add, that which I add of you, then it becomes also the netter takes back. But if he says, that which I do not eat of yours, it's valid, the netter doesn't take effect. Now, why is that? Um, so it seems the phrase that he's saying, um, basically the imra la'ochalach, he's saying, like a sheep, I like a korban, which I'm not allowed to eat, la'ochalach, I will not eat that which is yours. You see that? Like a korban, which I'm not allowed to eat, I will not eat which is yours. I, so what I don't eat of yours is a korban, not a problem. So, but what I do want to eat of yours, I can. A little bit uh, subtle play in the language, but again, le, um, le, um, you know, the, the one we're actually going to focus on is the le. We'll see shortly. But other, even if he says, ke'imra, like a lamb is your food, I won't eat of it. Lo'ichalach, I won't eat of it. The double negative, like kind of cancel out and saying, okay, I'll eat your food. Um, that's understandable. It says, my in law Now, who do we know? He says there's no distinction whether he uses the phrase Imra, Le Imra, or Ki Imra. Rebbe Meir here must be Rebbe Meir. 
Now, interesting enough, we don't know that it's real. We don't know for certain that it's real. We don't see anywhere that it is literally Rabbi Meir. But our Mishnah quotes Rabbi Yehuda, who says, our Mishnah quoted Rabbi Yehuda saying that you have to say, Yerushalayim, like Yerushalayim. And I can't say, if I want the narrative to be valid, I have to say, like Yerushalayim, is that which I eat of yours. Now, we've just seen our Tana hold makes a difference. You can say, Yerushalayim, you can say Le Yerushalayim, or you can say Ke Yerushalayim, doesn't matter. So now who's this? So the Rosh points out, we know Rabbi Yehuda says you have to say like, which again, if you think about it, it makes a little bit of sense. If I just say bread, that which I eat of yours, a little bit, um, sorry, not, not that which I eat, um, Lamb, pointing to a loaf of bread, lamb, or to a lamb, that which I eat of yours. Now it's clear, if I say, like a lamb, oh, now what do I mean, like a lamb, like a korban. So that makes sense. But, um, so, so, but either way, we see a tana holds that he's not particular about the term. You could say just lamb, Yerushalayim, you don't have to say ka. Now, who would argue, the, basically the Rosh, how do we know it's Rebbe Meir? The Rosh points out, who always argues with Rebbe Meir? It's Rebbe Yehuda. Who always argues, sorry, who always argues with Rebbe Yehuda? It's Rebbe Meir. It's what's called the Bar Pluxa. You often notice in the Mishnah and the Gemara, there's two sages who, who generally argue with each other. If there's an argument, it's between two specific, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda. Um, Abaya and Rava. Rebbe Yochanan and, I mean, these are right. Rebbe Yochanan and Reish Lokish. Rab and Shmuel. Um, Rabba and Rav Huna. Like you, you always find what's called the Bipluk, so they're two colleagues who used to always argue. Um, I'm trying to think in the Mishnah. I think it's Rabbi Shimon Kamil and Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarfon. They often give a change, but so there's what's called a bar plux, so someone that they always argue with. So if Rabbi Yehuda says something and we have another Tana who says something else, who's most likely that other Tana? Rabbi Meir. So we call it Rabbi Meir's opinion. So again, so Rabbi Meir makes no distinction whether you say ka or not. You add in the chof to say, that which the, the chof makes it like. Ka imra would mean like a lamb. Ka um, imra would just be a lamb. Or, Ke Yerushalayim is like Yerushalayim. So let's just read this piece again. It says, So man shma in the lo shani lo, bein imra le imra, ke imra. Who's the Tano who we know doesn't make a distinction between whether you say imra le imra or ke imra? Rebbe Meir, he, that's Rebbe Meir. Aim a safer, well wait, look at the next mission. It says, Vakulan, and all of them, lo ochalok mutar. If he says that which I do not eat of yours, Pem, sorry, not the next Mishnah, in the Brisa. The Brisa says, if he says, then it doesn't take effect. As I explained, if he said something along the lines of, like uh, a lamb, or like a lamb, etc., that which I do not eat of yours, there's the double negative implied that that's an invalid nede. It says, but we learn, now this is in the next Mishnah, if he says, Again with the lamb and all of the cook. Lo oifaloch. Rabbi Meir says it's also. I Rabbi Meir says the nether takes effect. So we seem to have of Omar Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Abba explain. Nasek Omar le korban yahei. It says if he says it shall be. Again I said what, what's the problem with saying le korban lo oifaloch to a korban I shall not eat of yours. There's the double negative. It's saying this food should be your food should be like a korban. Either I'm not allowed to eat of it, that which I don't eat of yours. Oh, whatever I'm not going to eat of yours will be will be like a korban. So, uh, so it doesn't make sense. So he says, no, so Rabbi Abba says, why if you say, le korban the nether takes effect? Because it says, if he's saying, nasa says, le korban it shall be like a korban, the therefore I won't eat it. Uh, he's just basically adding the korban yehei, it shall be like the korban lefichak, this is the point, therefore I won't eat it. Like, unlike we initially read it as your food should be like a korban to me what I don't eat which is not an edit. 
But he's saying in our Mishnah reading, but again, what's our problem? Is in the Brysa, who we're saying must be Rebbe Meir, it says, if he would say, it's an invalid edit. But in the Mishnah, it clearly says, if he says, it's a valid edit. Why should it be, why should there be any differences? We should interpret his statement the same way. So he says, it's not no, difficult. Oh, yeah, pardon? I'm just changing the text a little bit. In the price, it's where he said, It shall not be like a lamb, that which I do not eat. But in our Mishnah, the one we're going to read now, is where he said, To a lamb. That's where he says, Again, and le imra is a little bit vague because it could be read as la imra, which is not a lamb, or le imra like a lamb. But no, where he just says le imra, we can read it as it shall be like a lamb, like a korban. Lo achel, therefore I shall not eat it. Whereas if he just says lo imra, that's where it's the problem. Is. It is not a lamb. I not a korban, that which I don't eat. You don't learn from the negative to say that it's a valid neder. Now, just interesting, I was thinking, at first I thought, wait, this is a very difficult answer. It says the price and the Mishnah don't like, put in the Lamad or the Aleph, or the, they don't say, lo, clearly Lamad Aleph, space, Imra, or Lamad, Imra, La, Imra. It's all like, just read what it says. And then I realized, wait, all the Mishnah and the Gemara was Aruf. Ah. So if I'm discussing with you and says, if a person says La Imra, I know, wait, did I say La Imra? Or La, space, new word, Imra. So that's, that's what I was thinking, like why you can get this mix-up. Again, through the mix-up, we actually do get to understand the terminology and interpreting people's words clearer, but in essence what bothered me a lot is like just read whether the Mishnah Brisa says it, but then I realized that I think even in the times of the Amorayim, it was, I don't know what was, uh, I don't think most of the Gemara was written down, and if it was written down, it was bits and pieces here, here and there. It was only written a bit later, so when you have Abai and Rob and these sages discussing the Gemara, it was all moral. So that, that I, I think that could explain why you have such a... Even in Lithuania, not every town, every village had a full set of full shots. So some would have part, some would have part, and they would have to know what other town is in the next It was not printing today. Yeah, every years second, ago. people. Thousand every years ago, they never yeah. yeah. And not, yeah, not every home and stuff, but thanks. At least in Lithuania, they had the printed shots. Yeah, well, let's Sorry, in the time of the Rambo, that, that area, they did have yeah, even then in the Ram, it seems like that's, that they did have a few, but again, it would be very, very rare. Very scarce. Yeah. Every time apparently, apparently, the oldest manuscript that they have of the Talmud is about the, I think the, I don't remember if you said the 8th century, the century or the, or the 800s, but, uh, but that was like the earliest manuscript they found is around that time, um, which is... That's about 200 years or so before, two, 300 years before the Rambam. Um, but again, also then it was all handwritten. I don't think, and again, those are the earliest manuscripts that were found. How common was it all? Not the written Talmud. Yes, it's the 10th century when they started burning wagon of books. Yeah, that was more of a bit of it made a much bigger effect, yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next Mishnah. It says Haimer Korban Oile Mincha Khatas Toida Shlomim Shaini Shaani Oichalloch Osir. If a person says I'm, I'm, I think it's either each one of those is a separate phrase or a korban ola, korban mincha. That which I eat of yours, Osur it is a valid neder and the the food becomes also to him. So again, if I say that which I eat of yours is like a korban ola, it's a valid letter, and that all becomes also. Rabbi Yehuda Matri, Rabbi Yehuda says it's permitted. It's not also. Why? Because remember, Rabbi Yehuda holds, this is what we just learned in the previous Mishnah and the Gemara now, Rabbi Yehuda holds, you have to say k like. I have to say like a korban ola is your food 
which I eat. I can't just say korban olah, which the food you eat. And the run explains, if, yeah, what's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? If I say, oila, korban oila is the food which I eat of yours. Why do I have to say, like a korban ola is the food which I eat of yours? It's not clear enough when I say korban ola. So he points out very interestingly, he says, no, because again, when I look at a at an animal that I want to be a korban ola, just using korban ola as an example, it could be any of those terms in the Mishnah, korban ola, and I say, this animal should be a korban ola. I'm not saying this animal should be osur, I'm saying this animal should become a korban, which by default then it becomes osur. So so too, when I say this bread should be a korban, let's just say it should be a korban ola, a korban ola shall be, or your food shall be like a korban ola to me, or not shall be like, your food is korban ola to me, again it's not so clear, am I saying it is a korban ola which by default makes it a Asur? Or am I really saying it should be like? So that's why I think there's that vagueness, that openness for a Buddha to say, no, you have to say like a Korban Ola. Because again, even if he says to an animal, it is a Korban Ola. Again, now that animal is definitely Asur. But it's also not because it's, he's declared it Asur, it's also because he's declared it a Korban Ola. Just to highlight the distinction is not the same as if he says Noisar. If I say but noisar, again, remember noisar is the, a korban that's been left too long and you can't, and it's forbidden to eat anymore. So if a person says, your food is noisar to me, then he's clearly referring to the isu. As a korban, it's remained also the whole time, and now it's noisar, it's definitely also, and that's what he's referring to. But again, noisar is never a way of declaring a korban, so there's never the confusion when he says, again, when, a, when he says, so when a person says, your food should be like, your food is noisar to me, or the bread is noisar. What's he, he's only saying the bread is also like noisar. But when again he says, the bread is a, the bread, your food is a korban ola to me, he's not, based on that phrase, he's not definitely, definitely saying that it's also like a korban ola, maybe he's trying to make it an actual korban ola. Okay, so that seems to be the explanation for Rabbi Yehuda. It says, now it's in our next clause of the mission. It says, Hakorban kekorban korban she'ani loy oichaloch osur. If he says, the korban, or like a korban, or just korban, that which I eat of yours, osur, it's forbidden. Le korban, again, we've, we've, if you notice, we've got slightly different prefixes. If he says, le korban, to a korban, lo oicholoch, I shall not eat what is yours. Rabbi Meir oiser, Rabbi Meir says it's osur. Um, now, interesting, if you notice, and as the, the commentaries point out, so Rabbi Meir holds, again, if he says, le korban lo oicholoch, it says, if you say, it shall, it shall be like, a korban and therefore I won't eat it. It's not the double negative, I that it's a korban, therefore I can't eat it, and now you're adding it, that which I don't eat, which now throws it up. It's double negative, so it's fine, you can eat anything that you can eat. Um, what he's saying is, le korban, I, for a korban, it shall be, therefore I won't eat it. Therefore I shall not eat what is yours, the fikha. Um, that's what we just explained. Um, Again, unlike the terms ha-korban, ke-korban, and korban, which are only effective if he says oichaloch, um, that which I eat of yours. If he says lo-oichaloch, they're not effective. And so even though it's saying a very similar point, it has to be split into two. Let's just read it again. Ha-korban, ke-korban, korban, she-oichaloch, also. That which I eat of yours, then the letter takes effect. Le korban, however, with the term le korban, lo oichaloch, even if he uses the negative lo oichaloch, Rabbi Meir Oyser, Rabbi Meir says it's also I, the letter takes effect. Now, Katani, korban, ha korban, korban, she oichaloch, also. Stama, tana, Rabbi Meir. We taught that whether he says korban, ha korban, korban, that which I eat of yours, it's also either nere takes effect. We know that's like Rebbe Meir, as we just explained in the Gemara before this Mishnah. The loy shani and bain imra le imra, because he doesn't make a distinction between whether you said a lamb or to a lamb. Again, unlike Rebbe Hudanai, Rebbe Meir, 
this doesn't seem to be essential to the discussion, but if you're going to say it's Rebbe Meir, I, as we've been learning, that it makes no difference whether you say Hakorban, Kikorban, Korban, etc. Hodiktani, Hakorban, also. This that it teaches, if he says the Korban, that which I eat of yours, the Nere takes effect. But we learned in a price, now who always argues on Rabbi Huda, as we pointed out, Rabbi Meir, I saw Rabbi Meir says to Rabbi Rabbi Meir agrees to Rabbi Huda, but Aimer, if someone says, again, this bat, this ha, korban, it should be like a korban, or bat and oil, bat and mincha, it is mutar because it is not a shaloi korban, because he's not taking a netter, it's as if he says, by the life of the korban. Now, I'll explain why that's not a valid letter. But the point we, we're highlighting again, if he says, ha korban, the korban, it's a valid letter. But if he says, ha korban, it's not a valid letter. As I think again, if you think about it, oh, what, what's the difference? And if you, especially if you look at the writing, it's quite clear. But if you just start, start approaching it through an oral discussion, if I'm speaking to you and I'm taking a letter, what difference does it make if I say, ha korban, ha korban? So, so that's what the Quran says, says, no. Because when you say, oh, Korban, you could maybe say, it's like, behold the Korban. It's the same as if he says, by the life of a Korban, which is the language of a Shua. If I say, by the life of a Korban, I won't do X, I won't eat that bread. That's the language of a Korban. And I'm not sure why, but I did see that a Shua is never valid when it's taken based on a matfisa to a Korban. I don't know if it was, a Shua is never valid, no, it must be, if you might visit to a korban. Um, so therefore, again, so if a person says a two-word statement, ho korban, ho oil, etc., it's an invalid neder, again, because it's the language of a shura. But again, well, yeah, but again, why why do you see that distinction? In the one Mishnah, it says Hoch Korban is a good neder, and then in the next price, which we've just quoted, we said Hoch Korban is not a good neder. So what's it? This is Lokasha. Hod Omar, Hoch Korban, Bohod Omar, Hakorban. Here is where he says Hakorban, and here is where he says Hakorban. One word or two words. That's the key difference. Again, if it's oral, then you can see where the confusion comes in. But and then it, again, once we've emphasized this, then we see the distinction. This is my time. Why should it make a difference? Chaye korban kamar. If he says ha korban as two words, behold the korban. It's like saying by the life of the korban, which, as I said, doesn't take effect by an editor. And when he says ha korban, one word, then it's saying it shall be a korban. So ha-korban, one word, is saying, it shall be a korban. Ha-korban, two words, is saying, by the life of the korban. Which is, again, as we said, the language of Shua, which doesn't work. Um, yeah, he said, Voho, rabbi lava Sorry, I, I missed out a line. Last word of the second line on Yud Gimel Amud Beis. Katani, if we we taught in a Mishnah, lo korban lo oichalach, Rabbi Meir If a person says to a korban, I shall not eat what is yours, Rabbi Meir says it's forbidden. Now our assumption, why does that neder work? Because you can work out from the negative what he means in the in the positive. Because he's saying, lo korban, I like a korban which I'm not allowed to eat. Lo oichalach, I won't eat which is yours. You could just read it as, it is a korban that which I eat of yours. I, it's like a korban that which I eat of yours, and it's invalid. I, but the, the double negative changes it into a positive, and therefore the term should take effect as an error. It says, but the problem with saying this, but Rabbi Meir doesn't hold for this. From the negative you can um, deduce the positive. I, Rabbi Meir holds, if I take a vow in the negative, it doesn't automatically imply that I mean the positive. Just trying to think. So if I take a vow that that bread, well, yeah, I'll use very similar to the story we're discussing. That bread is not like a korban if that I don't eat. You can't say, oh, what I mean is that bread is like a korban if I want to eat it. 
So why can't you? Um, um, so, so, but Rebbe Meir doesn't hold you can do that. Rebbe Meir holds no. Just because the negative implies one way, you can't automatically deduce the positive. So the, the opposite. So Omar Rebbe Abba Nasek Omer Lekor Ben Yehi Lefichos Ba'Ochos. He says no. Rebbe Abba explains that it's as if he says Lekor Ben Yehi. It shall again the word Lekor Ben Ochos is not a double negative. It is Lekor Ben Yehi. It shall be a korban. Lefichos. This is a very key word. Ochos. I'm not going to eat it. Okay, let's do the last Mishnah of the Perek. It says, If someone said, yeah, it's very tricky, very sad. And the, the Rishonim analyze, is he saying what the correct Girs is? And is it le or la or lo? What's the subtle differences? And why it should all be... But again, I think the, the principles to focus on it from this... The last piece again is one is Rabbi Meir doesn't hold that if someone says a vow in the negative, you can deduce the positive. I, if he says, I, I take a netter that bread is offered to me on Shabbos, you can't deduce that he now has to eat bread on Sunday. You know, let's make it he says, I'll never eat, takes a netter that all bread is offered to him like a korban during the week doesn't mean that he has to eat bread on Shabbos. It means, oh, he's allowed it. You can't work out the negative from the positive. I mean, it was a little bit more um, tricky in the case there, because le korban, to a korban, I, your food shall be like a korban. And then he says, that which I do not eat. So by saying a korban, he's saying I can't eat it. And then he says, that which I don't eat. So how do you understand that phrase? That's where the trickiness comes in. But you know, again, the one important point is that you can't run out the positive from the negative. Another important point we saw that if you take a neder using the language of a shua, I, I swear that, and I swear that, um, or by the, t- by the temple I will not eat bread, that's the language of a shua, that wouldn't necessarily work as a neder, be an ineffective neder. Um, and what was there was another point I wanted to mention. Oh, the spore of Rabbi Yehuda. Why you should make a, dis- a distinction between saying like a korban, I that which I eat of yours is like a korban, or that which I eat of yours is a korban. And that we pointed out because when he says anyway, when he goes up to a sacrifice and he says this animal should be a sacrifice, he's not saying that this animal should be also. He's saying this animal should be a sacrifice. Oh, and uh, byproduct of that is it becomes also. So when you say this bread should be like should be like a sacrifice, oh that's very good. It's like a sacrifice that is awesome. You didn't say this bread is a sacrifice. Well now it's, are you trying to make the bread a sacrifice? What are you trying to do there? So that's that's what I would focus on. Okay, but let's go on to the next Mishnah. Um, oh I'm sorry, I didn't realize how late it was. Um koinem pi imcho. If someone says, I take a koinam, remember that's the language of a korban, I a neder, my mouth from speaking with you. Your die, oise imoch, from my hands working for you or working with you. Ragli mahaleches imcho, on my feet, work walking with you or walk or, or on your behalf. Also, it's also the neder takes effect. Very minu, and they raise the contradiction. Now, this contradiction is based on the premise, is what he's saying. I'm not allowed to speak to you, I'm not allowed to help you, and I'm not allowed to walk with you or carry some, uh, deliver something for you. Now the problem with Dainan is we learn the stringencies of a Shua over Nadorim and Nadorim of a Shua and what's the stringency of a Nereh? A Nereh takes effect on a Mitzvah and on an optional I'll explain all these phrases, I just want to get to the keyboard so which is not so by a Shua and a stringency of a shua is that a shua takes effect on something that does not have substance. Whether or not it has substance, which is not so benadorim. Nadorim can only take effect on a tangible object. Therefore, what's the contradiction? Is he took an edit that I won't speak to you. Speech isn't tangible. Helping isn't tangible. It's not an object, it's not a thing. So how does the netter take effect? She says, no, Omer Yehuda, Omer Yehesar Pila Diburai, Yodai Lema Sem, 
It's like, it's as if he said, my, my mouth which speaks is also to you. My hands which work are also to you, and my feet which walk work is also to you. I, what's the netter on? The netter is on his mouth. I, my mouth won't. I'm taking an error of my mouth, that which speaks to you. I said the netter is on the object, it's on my mouth, or my hands from helping you. Again, the netter is not on me helping you, that wouldn't take effect, right? But the netter is on my hands from doing anything that helps you. So now the netter is on an object. And take it, I mean, you can actually deduce this if you read the Mishnah carefully. My mouth from speaking to you, it should have just taught. If I speak to you, I take a netter from. It doesn't say if I take a netter from speaking to you. It says if I take, if I take a netter of my mouth from speaking to you. So we see that it has to be on us. The Ritvi has quite a bit of a write up on this, but just interesting. I've just mentioned some of the main points he brings. So firstly, the first point we mentioned is that a shvua, a netter is strict, is that it can take an effect on a mitzvah and not on a mitzvah, whereas a shvua can't. If a person takes a shvur that they will not do a mitzvah, e.g. I won't sit in a sukkah, or I won't eat matzah on the first night of Pesach, the nether, the shvur does not take effect, and this is because, and we'll see it coming up, but a shvur does not take effect on another shvur, and we already took a shvur at Har Sinai that we would keep mitzvahs. You can't take a shvur to not keep mitzvahs. Um, a nether, however, is on the object, which can take effect. I can say, sukkahs are forbidden to me. Now, my, I have an obligation to sit in a sukkah, but sukkahs are forbidden to me, so that would now um, become forbidden. Or matzah on the first night is forbidden to, of Pesach is forbidden to me. That the matzah becomes also that does take effect. It's not saying that I'm not going to eat matzah, it's just saying that matzah becomes also. But now that it's also, I can't get benefit from that's the first one. Um, the Ritva then points out. Um, it's a few, but the Ritva then points out that um, this is where it's specifically to the mitzvah. But if it's a general shvur, then it would take effect. So, for example, if someone takes a shvur, then I will not eat matzah, then it does take effect. Because some of the time you're allowed to eat matzah. Or you don't, sorry, there are times where you don't have to eat matzah, so it would take effect. And then even on Pesach, it would take effect. Um, But again, he points out, the ritual then points out, but this is only with positive commandments. Because then you, you have the conflict, you have your shvur which takes effect, because it was on eating matzah all year round, or the hollow Pesach, which you don't have to, the mitzvah is only on the first night. So the shvur takes effect. It says, where it's a positive command, say, rather than actively break your shvur, passively don't fulfill the positive commandment. Oh, let's not go there. When, no, and then we can analyze this is and what example you want to bring, but let's focus on matzah or sukkah. If, however, he says, um, but if it's to do a negative commandment, then we don't say actively break the negative commandment, then we rather let it transgress his shvua. So that's just a few points on this. Um, again, we did discuss a little when we mentioned the concept of chetzah and gavra. A neder is on the object, whereas a shvua is on the person. And interesting, here is where we have them in conflict with each other. Okay, have a very good uh, day.